0: Yeah Yeah
1: Yeah
0: Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Bench Mob Podcast. We got the big three on tonight. Chris was not able to join us. He is out celebrating more life. Happy birthday to his pops. Um, I know he watches the show, so shout out to him. But of course, we are joined by Miles, Jack Harlow, wholesome man Davenport. He was on Jack Harlow before all of y'all. Miles, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. I was on Blast before a lot of people,
2: too, so I, you got to add that in there, too. Blast is better than Jack Harlow, so you best, best be talking about Blast. Chill out, chill out, chill
0: out. Oh, my God. Oh, so we started. That's a whole different debate.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, yo, we gonna, this is a poll. We're going to post the poll and see what the people they say. Don't
2: no Blast, bro. They don't know the listeners do not know Blast. They won't. They'll know Jack.
1: No Jack.
2: Jack's gonna win the poll by by landslide and they <laughs> blast off.
1: They've basically both been around for the same amount of time, but that two song EP he put out, Jack got like a number one. So I don't know. Until blast until blast, blast gets one. We I end up the combo right there.
2: Blast like Roddy, Blast like Roddy Rich of R and B. I, I just get a Roddy Rich vibe from him. Him and Roddy gonna get in a song together and it's gonna blow up. Just watch.
0: They're
2: both from Cali. Cali. It's, it's gonna happen. Larry June better than both of them. So who? Larry June. Oh, I've heard good things. I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. Right, I gotta I gotta tune into more music from him.
0: I haven't heard it yet, but you know, Miles rarely posts. And when he does post on social media, it's Jack Harlow, Larry June, Blast. Or some Jets stuff, so. And it's never on his actual story. You know, it's just little beads and whatnot. But we are also joined by Gregson's mayor, Mr. Hot Takes the Mate, your mother. I don't want to hear it. It's always Nets
2: Tate. How you doing tonight? I'm good, bro. It's, tomorrow's going to be a Gala day. Tomorrow's going to be a Gala day for Net for Giants, fans. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> it's, 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 yo, the the. Front page of the New York Post and all the big newspapers going to say it's a day. When the Giants sign Kenny Gallaudet tomorrow, he's going in for a visit. So I'm great. Tomorrow, I'll be real hyped. Yo, let, don't let the Giants get Gallaudet, but I'm telling y'all. They ain't gonna hear, they're not going to hear the it for me. We're going to start off right there, then. So it's reports that Gallaudet
0: is supposed to be signing with the Giants. He's meeting with them tomorrow. Uh, one of the people that was a backup auction was Juju Smith-Schuster, Obviously, Greg is more for Kenny Galladay, but comparing the two, who would be a better fit? Juju Smith Schuster or Kenny Galladay? Juju Smooth, Juju Smith Schuster last year, 81 catches, nine touchdowns last season. But he mainly was in the slot. You already have a slot receiver basically with Shepard, but he is only 24, who will grow with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. But Kenny Galladay is a six foot four, two twenty wide receiver, only played five games last season. The main thing in question is his health. Can he stay healthy a full season? Who's a better fit for the Giants?
2: You want me to go first here? I think um, I think it's Galladay the better fit. And the reason why, I think the Giants need an ex-receiver. They need an outside receiver. Um, I love Darius Slayton. I think Darius Slayton can be number one in the league. I really believe that. He has hands. He's fast. He's, in a, he's working on the technicalities of being a, a route runner, and that's where he's going to separate himself. Like he, he's got the ability. I like Slayton a lot, but I like him better as a two right now. Get Galladay, a proven one in this league, a guy who got who had 11 touchdowns, a red zone threat. When you're in the red zone, you can just throw that, that fade to him. He's coming down with that ball 90% of the time. He was the best with contested catches in the league according to Pro Football Focus last year. Um, I know he only played five games. The health is the only concern I have about him, nothing else. Um, he's He's got wheels for a guy's size, and he really remind me of Pascal. And I think that what's going to happen is he's going to do exactly what Pascal did for Eli to, for Daniel Jones. He's going to give Daniel Jones a big target for the ball, too. And th- here's the biggest thing, too. The reason why I like him more than Juju Smith-Schuster, to be quite honest with you, if we're just throwing away like everything else, the injuries and all the other stuff, is the fact that with the game plan, he allows us to go vertical. I can throw the ball down the field on the scene to him. I can throw the ball down the field on a double double move. He has he has the ability to come down with that ball on a 50-50 ball. And Daniel Jones was one of the best deep ball passers in the NFL last year. Like that's what that's what the Giants want to go with this. That's what they signed John Ross so he can go down the field and stretch the field out. Um so and you they brought Freddie Kitchens in to be the office, to be to be a, another offensive head coach there to help out with that and make the offense more vertical cuz last year they weren't getting vertical at all. So that's why I like Kenny Galladay more. Juju Smith-Schuster is a very good player, but you're right; he played in the slot more. And I, we already have a guy, a guy in Shepard who can play in the slot. Doesn't make a ton of sense. To, it's pretty redundant there to do that twice. Um, I definitely would like Kenny Galladay. I think that would take the offense to the next level, and it takes Daniel Jones to the next level. And now we get to see him. Be, we get to talk, have a real competition about where he's at. Let's now we can talk about we get Kenny Galladay. We, and he plays next year, and the Giants go, get the thing going. Now we can start to evaluate Daniel Jones. So That happens. We can't talk about it because you got to get him into his his number one guy. He doesn't have it yet.
0: Miles, you and Green's that Kenny Galladay is a better option for the Giants. Yeah, I think he's a better option. I mean, he's already proven that he can be a number one
1: and handle that role. Juju, when he was thrust into that role, he kind of struggled a little bit. Even though you know Matt Stafford, Ben Ben Roethlisberger is kind of at this point in their careers one is a lot better than the other. So you can argue that, but Kenny Gallagher has shown that he doesn't need much, like just throw it up to him and he'll go get it. Like he led, I think the league, a couple seasons ago in touchdowns, like he's a red zone threat. And that's something that they don't really have right now because either it's Evan Ingram dropping passes or fumbles from Daniel Jones, which... He did a little less this year, but still, yeah. it's an issue. It's a, totally he's improving. He's improving. It's but I do like I, I like Kenny Galladay as a, as an option for them. Definitely an upgrade from Sterling Shepard being the number one, which I feel like he was operating as that this last season. And as good as Sterling Shepard is, he's more of a number two than a number number one on on most teams. So. If you bring in that, that top guy, that top dog, then, I mean, we can we can evaluate Daniel Jones. We've had a lot of film on him, but let's see what he, he can do with a,
2: a good receiver. you got to get pieces around him. You see what the Cardinals are doing with Kyler Murray. I was just talking to my dad about this. You don't get to see what a quarterback is until you really invest and give them all the tools in the shed. You gave, they gave him A.J. Green today. On a one-year deal they gave him they went out and traded the crit actually traded nothing they, they robbed the tech the texans for um why am i forgetting this guy hopkins AJ, right like they gave a bunch of weapons out there and so it, it and now you're seeing him now you're seeing him he, he took a big step he was in the mvp conversation right i'm not saying Jones will be in the mvp conversation next year if he gets kenny Galladay. But what i am saying is you're gonna see a guy who's gonna be playing at his, to his fullest potential you're gonna see the full array of weapons. I do think that Evan Ingram's gonna play better next year. I really do. Um, I hope so for him. Um, it's really his last shot, so but I really do think he'll be better next year. Um, I hope that man's living on the junk machine. Um, because he's he could, it's you couldn't want to root for a guy more than Evan Ingram. He really seems like a nice guy, just can't catch the ball. So I, I, I hope you know he he comes back into a big year. Um, and with all those weapons with Shep with Slayton, and you got Kenny Gaude, you may still they may still drop the receiver you um, may double down here. There's no, there's no reason why the Giants wouldn't double down and get, get Kyle Pitts if he wasn't there. Or get Jalen Waddle. Like, they're trying to go vertical here. Um, I know it seems redundant to have John Ross and Waddle, but why not? The Chief- so Ross is only on a
1: one-year deal, so it would make sense. It would make sense. It would make- it's,
2: it's Especially, fun. you
1: can't really count on John Ross to be there because, I mean, if you look at his career, it's just been injury after injury. That's kind of cut him from being what he could be. Because he showed that he could play last year, I'm but
0: saying
1: then he got
2: yeah. hurt again. Yep, yeah. I'm saying he caught Diggs. He was taking him to the house. Like, he is really explosive. If he's healthy for the Giants, it is a game changer, too. And that's an underrated signing if he can stay healthy. But, you know, because of the health, you don't know what you're going to get there. But I, I, I really think that the Gaudet signing would change, would change uh, Daniel Jones' entire outlook on his career and the trajectory of his career. The Giants know this. This is why they're bringing him for a visit. There's some questions about the, his, the, the health history. They're going to check him out. And I, I, I fully expect him to walk out of Meadowlands tomorrow with a deal in hand and for New York to be celebrating, for me to stop working. If I, if I hear this at 1 o'clock, I'm not working no more. It's on. I'm just I'm just going to watch TV, watch the news the rest of the day because it's going to be a gala day in New York. Real for real. Hopefully he's holding hands with the
1: linemen because, I don't know, Daniel Jones can't, can't run around like Russell Wilson back there. Saquon so, couldn't do it last year, and I
2: don't and want
1: to see Daniel Jones do it. So
2: the line was much improved towards the latter half of the season. I, I, they're gonna go young on the offensive line. They did soldiers. They they released soldiers and the the deal uh, for soldier. They told us the, the details. It's like a four. I think it's like four million dollars. He's getting uh, nothing too crazy. Um, but yes, like they got to get better there. I think th- I think they may try to beat that part up of the line again in the draft. They may uh, you know talk about that there, or they may even sign a guy on a one year deal again in free agency. Um, as well but no nah, man I mean I, I think the Giants are going to be in real good shape if they can get their hands on Kyle oh, yeah. there and, and it's nothing against Juju I actually don't even know the market for Juju the better question is where's where's Juju going is he going back to, to, to the Steelers in the one year like where's he going no it's the market he's not right they're, they're not having him back where's he? Like, what's the market for Juju Smith-Schuster I know where Kenny's going <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know where Juju's going
1: there's a market for him it's just they're not getting the money and offers that they thought they were just because the salary cap's down now. So teams aren't going to shell out 18, $19 million a year for a receiver when that'll eat heavily into the cap. Not only that,
0: you got to factor in, he was a part of that receiving core that led the league in drops. So speaking of, you know, the giants, you already got somebody that drops the ball and Evan Ingram. I don't think you want to add another person that's going to be dropping the ball. So. I know that's probably factoring in. And of course, the off the field stuff, you know that's factoring in on teams. They are great for saying, we don't want a distraction in the locker room. Mm-hmm. If Pittsburgh, one of the most kind of like basic professional type of teams, was not rocking with that, none of these other teams want to be able to deal with that circus. Speaking of, though, teams that, you know, doing things that may not make sense, they decide to have a number one, a number two, a number three, and a number four on a roster. The Chicago Bears signed Andy Dalton mm-hmm. for one year, $10 million. They still have Nick Foles on the roster, and it's reports that they have hopes to be able to trade Nick Foles in pursuit of signing Alex Smith also. Dalton reunites with his quarterback coach, Cincy Bill Lazor. Thoughts on... The Bears signing, who were supposedly in the sweetstakes to try to get Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, but they end up with Andy Dalton as their possible one.
2: The question for me is: Is Trubisky gone? Is he? Oh, he should be. He's still he's still there. Are you saying he should be? <laughs> are you saying that because he's because he's asked, or are you saying that because he just should be?
1: <laughs> I don't know if they picked up his option though. That's the other thing. I feel uh, like okay. it's exactly. like an option. I mean, Trubisky's not as bad as people make him out to be, but he's not as good as the quarterbacks they could have taken. So it just it's almost like I don't want to be near you because you remind me of what we could have had. So I would hate to be a Bears fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have any affiliation with Chicago, period, because that defense could be elite. I feel like if they had a a good quarterback, the defense would feel motivated to play up to their potential, but watching Nick Foles and Trubisky do what they do. And somehow they made the playoffs last year with shout out to them, but I don't know. Andy Dalton one year, $10 million deal. They're talking about, they would throw like five first round picks at the Texans for Deshaun. And it's like, he doesn't want to go there. Nobody wants to go there. Like it's, it's a nasty franchise that doesn't know what to do when it comes to quarterbacks. So it's not, it's not surprising at all. I mean, Andy Dalton, he showed, he he's at least serviceable last year with the, the Cowboys. If you, if you want to go there, I mean, he kept them in the playoff hunt to an extent, even though every team in the NFC East was terrible last year. So out to each his own, but, I don't see what this does unless they draft a quarterback, which, again, that'll be a heartbreaker for Bears fans because you just look back four years ago and Deshaun was there, Mahomes was there, and now you're stuck with Andy Dalton five years later. It's, <laughs> it's got to be a lot of drunken Bears fans out there, especially right now, after that signing.
0: Yeah, Trubisky is no longer with the team, so they're – roster is Andy Daw and Nick Foles with hopes of getting Alex Smith being that Matt Nagy you know work with Alex Smith in Kansas City so he has a little soft spot for him
2: that's their best bet Alex Smith is their best bet I mean it, he'll get him in the playoffs he's their best bet I, the, the Dalton experiment is a horrible idea he's not good he didn't look particularly good with the Cowboys at all last year um he's lucky he played in the division he played in last year I, I, he he looked horrible he looked horrible I mean I mean at times at times he looked wildly inconsistent is really what it was um but yeah I mean to be you, well, you, you summed it up it's been it's been it's been horrible to be a Bears fan for the last five six years right and, and quarterback play with the Bears has, has historically been bad I mean I just remember Rex Grossman too I think back to him I don't remember them ever having a particularly good quarterback out there. And Jay Cutler was, a, was the most talented quarterback they had, but he was wild wildly consistent himself. Um, and, you know, didn't really care that much about football. Um, was just a guy who was talented and going out there and winging it. Um, and, and so it's tough. It's tough because they have a good defense. They have a defense that's ready to win a championship right now. But the off and even great receivers like Mooney, the dra- the kid they drafted, is talented. It's super talented. And then you obviously have Allen Robinson you brought back. I'm sure he is furious. And I would not be surprised. <laughs> I, would, I would not, but Antonio was a punch of air. I would yeah, that's so what that's what that's what he's doing right now. But I wouldn't be surprised if um, if Al Robertson sits out to start the season. I just wouldn't be surprised if you see that happen. It really, it would it would be the least surprising development of anything that happens this season. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's horrible. It's horrible. You talked, they 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 swung for defensive with Russell Wilson. The the, the reported deal, by the way. Uh, was three first rounders, uh, two starters as well, I believe is what it was. I um, think that might have been it. But that's so three first rounders and two starts for Russell Wilson. That's desperate. Uh, the, the one, I, it's, it's the market value. Deshaun going for five first round picks. I, it's either it's either a similar deal. You're going to get starters that are good and three first round picks, or you're getting five first rounders. I've been telling people I, they they were five. They were five first rounders. But teams don't want to give up five first rounds because you're going to starve for the next five years. But but I, I still think it, well, listen, it can still happen. I would trade five first rounds with Deshaun Watson right now. As a Giant fan, I would.
0: When I saw the reports, I already knew. Like when I saw they offer, I, I heard Greg's voice in my head. See, I told y'all. As I, I, soon as I saw that they had offered three first round picks, but they turned it down. So, We'll see what happens in Chicago. As we already have mentioned, they have a pretty good defense. It's just they offense have not been able to do their part to help out the defense. Uh transition the flag on the play. First one, accept or decline. P Rock calls out his friends, his friends for sliding in his girls' DM or accept or decline.
2: Except why you got friends that are sliding in? Why are you calling People slide that slide in his girl's DMs as friends, idiot. <laughs> what are we talking about? So disrespectful. So disrespectful. Hey, you got to drop some new music too. I only care about guys sliding, in, guys sliding in his girl DM. Drop some music. I, I have some unreleased PMB rock on my phone. I probably shouldn't be saying this on the podcast. Cause my boy went to the studio with him. It's, it's kind of hard. I'm not gonna lie. I need some new PMB rock.
0: All right, check you out over here. Greg Button got unreleased music. I'm gonna send it to the chat. It's hard. <laughs> Greg Button, <laughs> send it to the send it to the chat. Next one. Uh, Miles's boy Clyde Frazier admi- admits that he only admires Al Horford for marrying Miss Universe. <laughs> Accept or decline. Mike Brain mentioned all of his accolades and Walt Clyde Frazier responded, Well, that's not what I admire most about Al Horford. Mike Brain said, What is it? And he said, Al Horford, Marion, Miss Universe. Well,
2: Clyde got Clyde to gotta calm down get off that biag. <laughs> <laughs> Clyde, <gotta calm> <laughs> Clyde got to calm down. I got you. <laughs> yeah, that's my- Miles boy. Knocked down too long. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Clyde talking spicy on MSG. They didn't bring him there for that. But also, I will say this, too, the most memorable thing about Al Horford when his career is over is the fact that he married married, Miss Universe. Uh, His game is unbelievably dry. He's a good player, though, but just dry. I don't like his game, bro. And he's good. His post defense is really good, but he's just a dry player to watch. So, yeah, Clyde's right, but Clyde could get off that. Clyde's too old to be talking like that. He got a wife at the crib? Miles, do we got a wife at the crib? I don't know. The way he dresses, I don't know if
1: anyone would stay with him. <laughs> it's a lot of colors to, to deal with at the house. That house is loud, I'm sure.
2: Oh, that was the Viagra talking, bro. <laughs> you, bro. He was he was on the move. Mixed with some vodka. I don't know. Yeah, he was on some other stuff getting on there. He's probably don't don't let me find out, Clyde. <laughs>
0: Where are he trying to get a sponsorship with uh Blue Chew? <laughs> 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 Last one for flag on the play, except or decline. Eric Dion Warren used a loaner car to rob a bank to come back to the BMW dealership and buy the loaner car with the stolen money. Accept or decline. <laughs> Times are hard out here. You got to get
1: it how you can. You might have been a few dollars short. So I wouldn't go that route, but. Hey, they might write a movie about that. That sounds like another plot for Fast and the Furious or something like that.
2: That sounds like it happened in Florida. <laughs>
1: yeah, Florida man. Yeah. right <laughs> <robbed> the bank. <laughs> buys a car with
2: it. That sounds like a Florida story, bro. <laughs> funny enough, it was Texas. Oh, okay. Texas gets the bill, too. They want some real dumb stuff out there in Texas. Yeah, right.
0: Funny thing with it, he didn't even... He didn't have a gun. He used a... um bag from a food food fast restaurant put his hand inside of it and use that as an imitation of a gun and they actually caught him 15 minutes after because they caught the plates of the loner car he parked it where there was a camera so as he was trying to buy (laughs) as he was trying to buy the car the dealership was getting a call that the car was used for a robbery
2: and what race is this man? <laughs>
1: don't <know>, say. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know.
2: <laughs> Yo, I'm so mad, bro. <laughs> I was hoping it wasn't that.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I'm mad as well. Get, 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 next, next one, bro. I'm mad. Got <laughs> me tight. In other news, Duke and Kentucky both missed the tournament for the first time since 1976. Since Gerald Ford was president, Duke ended off the season thirteen and eleven. They had three different times with a three-game losing streak, and Kentucky finished at nine and sixteen. This is their second time to miss the Big Dance since Coach Cal became coach in two thousand and nine. What changes need to be made for this not to happen again for these programs, if any changes at all? Is this is this really just because of COVID for these two teams?
1: Um. I think so. Yeah. I think it's mainly to do with that. I mean, I don't know what the practice schedules were like. I don't know if anyone was able to get any chemistry going together. Cause usually Coach Cal's teams kind of start off slow. They win, but they start off slow, might lose a game here and there, and then coming down the stretch, they're like it's a cohesive group. But this one, you know, it was bad from the start. We had one guy who lost his marbles on the bench and had to we had to remove him from the team and he just transferred i think last week and then i think Terrence Clark got hurt my boy Brandon he he didn't play up to what i thought he'd be and i hope he comes back cuz i don't think any there's any one and done players on this Kentucky team this year honestly like there wasn't one even though i just saw Isaiah Jackson just declared but he, he might have been the only one just because he's an athletic freak, kind of like Jeremy Grant, like in that mold. But, yeah, I I hope those guys come back because you didn't really prove anything this year. So maybe another year, you know, the restrictions kind of loosen up next year, more practice time with the coaches. I mean, that's how I'm going about it. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's the same thing that happened with Duke too because – I've never seen them be this bad, like 13 and 11. I mean, I can't remember the last time Duke had double digit losses in a season, probably like 20, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. It's been, it's been a long time because Duke is always up there, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a rough year. Some teams can handle it like Gonzaga because they got veterans on there, but these young teams that bring in these these youth And freshmen, they don't have any time with each other. So I'm chalking
2: it up to to COVID. He's right. You got to think about with these young teams, all these young, these freshmen coming in, a lot of these these kids coming in don't really know how to play basketball. Like they, they, they are really talented basketball players. They were on their high school teams and they were just told to shoot repeatedly and they were better than everybody else. So it worked out. But when you get to college, you get to learn how to actually play basketball. You have to learn how to play basketball in a cohesive way and play within a system and, if you you need practice time on the court to do that. Kentucky has thrived um, off of that, right? Kentucky has thrived off of that the last couple of years. They have late season runs every year. Kyle Party turns it around mid-season. They struggle to start out. Um to have no veterans, to have no practice time, to have no off-season, to have an abbreviated offseason at that, um, and to expect these guys to go out there and play well and make it it, it wasn't gonna happen. So yeah, I, I'm not surprised they didn't play well when you when you it works. it's a double-edged sword. The best, the best team in college basketball this year are teams that have been together. Baylor, they have vets, they have got seniors, they have guys that have been there. Um, Oklahoma State has guys that have been there too, and then they plugged an amazing basketball player into it, right? And they have a chance. Um, I think they've sort of been eligible. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, they had to make, had to make sure kid got in there. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it's it just, it, that's the way it works. Like, the best team in college basketball this year are teams with the vets. Um, that can plug in that young talented player into the fold, but with Kentucky, when you bring in four or five freshmen and they're most of them are starting, you're going to be horrible, and they looked horrible all year from the start. And it's 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 hard to coach guys that at that that level. I, being coaching myself, I have an appreciation for these guys who coach even more than before. It's not easy, so. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't hold it against Cal. I don't hold it against Coach K. It's just the nature of the beast. That was, that's the cards they were dealt this year. Speaking of,
0: though, so we do have the March brackets are out. Who are y'all picking as the winners? Who is your your favorites? I personally, I'm going with Michigan. I'm going with Jawan Howard. I like their team. I like what he's done with the uh, program. I think Michigan is going to pull it out.
1: Got Gonzaga. I think they finally get it done. This team is just collectively top to bottom. Like they brought in Jalen Suggs, who he's been a difference maker since day one. They got shooters on this team, a nice set of big men. They're deep. Like this team is it doesn't have that many freshmen. And the one that they do have is making a, a huge impact. But it's mainly sophomores, juniors, and seniors, which, like I said, this year, it's key having those, those uh, upperclassmen because they played together even before this year because last year, that season only got cut off at March. All those guys had played together for a couple years. So they've had that competitive experience with each other. But I think they're, they're hungry this year. They're the, they've been the best team in college basketball by far. I wish they would have gotten able to – been able to play Baylor early in the season I wish it didn't get canceled but maybe we'll see that down the road because I think Baylor's up there although I could see Oklahoma State making a run Texas is really good I think you got to watch out for those big 12 teams though that's that's all I'll say like Gonzaga is my pick but those big 12 teams they're definitely getting
0: hot at the right time or Gonzaga, if they do pull it out, this will be the first team since 1976 to actually be undefeated the whole season and to
2: win a championship. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. I think because they haven't lost, they're going to lose at some point in the tournament. It's hard to do that. If they do, I mean, I think they're the best college basketball team I've ever seen. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. It's a popular pick to pick Gonzaga, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, if I'm going to go with a team, though, Illinois. Uh, the Big Ten dominant. They got um, they got Adam Miller. They got a lot of good players. They got AO, um, really, really talented, young talented player going probably gonna go to the lead this year, I'd imagine. This had to
0: go.
2: I'm saying, um, they got Andre Cabello, the point guard too. Um, they got some good players on that team, man. They're really talented. I, I I just I think they're gonna come out. I think the Big Ten was the best conference in college basketball this whole year. They're battle tested. They've had some losses. I think it's important to lose some games. I actually think losing is is beneficial. You learn from them. Um, so, hey, Gonzaga's is a great team. One, no, but it, it between, for me, it's going to boil down. So I think it's going to be either Illinois or Baylor. Uh, Baylor's defense is incredible, and defense wins championships. And their defense is wildly good. So, um, but yeah, secret team Oklahoma State because of Cade. Cade's a, Cade's Cade's different. Cut different for real. I think it's something like uh, remember when John
0: Morant that first year he was there mm-hmm. and he was able to get them to that second round and they almost won that second round game. Mm-hmm. I think you're gonna see something similar with Kate Cunningham get out that first round, second round. He might be able to get him out of that too. He's that is, talented.
2: There's a lot of NBA guys in this tournament. Uh, Scotty Lewis with Florida, uh, the guy who can go to league, uh, maybe, maybe not this year, but. Um, Florida has some really talented young players too. There's a lot of good players that can make or break their draft status. With this Jalen slugs is going to put on a show. He just is. I, I, I like him a lot too. It's going to be a lot of reasons to tune into this whole thing. And of course, you know, we're, we're from Jersey. Rutgers. Rutgers is, Rutgers is dancing. Um, the first, their first matchup, who they got in the first row, oh, they got Clemson in the first, um, they got, that's the Jersey point guard there. Alamir Dawes they're playing against, um, that, that's going to be a tough game. That's a tough first one. That is. They oh, yeah. might get bounced. They're going to lose that game. They, but they also are Big Ten tested. That's the best conference in college basketball. I think they're going to win at least one round. Because of that, I'm telling you, bro, no one got a tougher schedule than a Big Ten team. So, I, think, I
0: think people got to look out to just uh, a team to watch that might be able to get to that second round, might be able to do something. Alabama, they've looked good. Uh, shout out to Jersey Guard. JQ. A lot of people wrote him off, transferred to Alabama. He's been balling out. So I think that's another team, another player to watch out for in this uh, tournament that could have a a big tourney. Um, Speaking of, though, transitioning to some NBA talk, you know, a lot of these players from the March Madness are, like you said, it's going to be some NBA NBA players. It's definitely going to be some scouts there. People's draft stocks are either going to rise or drop from this month of March, somebody's stock that has been rising and in his opinion is not valued as well is Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris against the Knicks, he drops 30, plays a good game. At one point in the fourth quarter after a good clutch bucket, he yells, I'm supposed to be an all-star. Do you agree with Tobias Harris' sediments that he should have been an all-star. I, I get it. All-star already has happened. It's been passed now. But, hey, some players need a little extra motivation to keep them going. Tobias Harris, 20.5 PPG, 7.5 rebound, 3.4 assists, 41% from three-point only on 3.6 attempts, though. Is
2: Tobias an all-star? No. Who is, he, who is he getting over? Word. Who, like, who is he more deserving than on in the on, on that Eastern team that when
1: that made it? And he would definitely be behind Jimmy Butler if anything, because I'm not putting him over Jimmy Butler, even though he missed some time. But Jimmy, he's more of an All Star than Tobias Harris, and he's the third. He's the third guy on that team.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, who Tobias no, He's second, but okay. Second, yeah. Ben, ben, well, ben doesn't, doesn't yeah. It's not, right. not Ben's thing. Score, scoring isn't really Ben's thing. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he's, he's looked at. He's looked at as the third guy on that
1: team.
2: I don't know why. Yo, do you, do you guys think that that uh, Wizards commentator was right about Ben being the most overrated player in the NBA?
0: I want not say most overrated, but he is overrated. Ben's overrated. I want not say most overrated, but he is overrated. But what I really, really like about his comments he came out the next day and stood by it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, I God. love that because you, you see it all the time. Players and analysts, they have an opinion, Like except Shaq and Charles, they don't give a darn. They double down too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I like it when you double down. Don't get scared now. Stand by it. If that's what you really believe, stand by it and own it.
2: Own that. And, and I didn't mean to change the subject from Tobias. It's just blasphemy. He's not an all-star. Is no one he deserves it more than in in, in the East that made the team, um, and Jimmy didn't even. Jimmy took it. Jimmy took the first half of the year off. The only reason why, like, it wouldn't even, it be less of a conversation if Jimmy actually played basketball first half of the year. So, um, nah, man. I it's it, I, Tobias is a really good player. He is. He's a really good player. He, wow. He's solid. He can shoot the ball. He score. He's a three level scorer. I don't I don't even think he, I don't think he's overpaid. I think he's paid market market value for that. If if look if Hayward can get the bag like that. Tobias can too. They about the same level of player. That's what we're looking at.
0: So is um, he? Would you consider Tobias being undervalued? As you mentioned, a lot of people view him as that third option um, in Philly. Yeah. Is he undervalued? Without
2: him, the whole thing doesn't work. Uh, no, without him, they they don't have a guy a guy who can close outside of Joel. And usually, perimeter guys close games. Bigs don't. So what? What Jim? What Joel was doing was unprecedented. Um, but, yeah, they would be a big loss for them. They would not be as good. They would not be as effective offensively. They have a hard time scoring as it is. Um, and it would be much more difficult without Tobias because you can't look to Ben for that because Ben doesn't shoot. And he doesn't want to shoot. He has no issue. So, it. Okay, throw,
0: throw some stats out there. So, last year they made the playoffs, 2019-2020, right? 19 regular season stats. 19 Point six points per game, six point nine rebounds, forty seven percent from the field, three point two assists. When it came to the playoffs, though, where you would stamp your validity as a player, his belief that he's an all star and he should be valued more. Playoff time, he dropped down to fifteen points per game. He dropped. He increases rebounding nine and a half, four assists, but only shot seventy eight percent from the free throw line. And 13.3% from the three point art and 38% overall on his field goal percentage. So I think that's something that has to be factored into. When they've been in the playoffs, Tobias has not shown up for Philly. So I don't know if he's really should be in the conversation of an all star. And I don't even know if you really have a big three in Philly. I think it's big three by default, but they don't have a big three in Philly.
2: No, no. And also, uh, I think on the first few podcasts, I hopped on here. Um, I said, I said, I referred to a Bob Myers quote. He said, you don't earn max deals until you play in the playoffs. Because in the playoffs, teams take away what you do best, and they force you to do stuff that you're not doing in the regular season. They take away your left hand. If you like, if you're like, 2 dribble pull up to the left, you're not getting that in the playoffs. They, they're taking it away. So guys who perform in the playoffs at a high level are truly the best of the best, like, period. Um, so yeah, that's why it's by his numbers. They drop like that, right? It's, it's because they take away his, his main bread and butter moves and he has to go to other things and he doesn't have counters for him. So he's not, an, he's not an all world player. He's a solid NBA player who can help your team. Um, and maybe when you put it like that, maybe he is a little overpaid, but I think in the regular season, he's gonna help you get a lot of wins. And so that, that's the kind of player you're talking about. There was a time when the Nets were looking at a guy like him. Now we have KD Kyrie and James. So oh, that was a long time ago
0: something oh. that you just mentioned
2: Go by the way i want to take a brief break here i have to do this okay for the giants giants fan listeners okay i gotta do this because i just i just saw an update come across my phone jordan ranan from espn just just tweeted my understanding is that kenny Gade and the giants have mutual interest got wants to be in new york and has been pushing to make this happen throughout the process and if the visit goes well tomorrow it should be a done deal so oh. It's going to be a godly tomorrow. All right, sorry. Back to all. Say a dumb deal. You just added that last part in there. I did, but it's it's, it's a done deal, bro. Yo, it's going to be a godly. It's going to be a
0: godly. All right, we'll see. Go
1: ahead.
0: Before we transition to the next one, something that you said I don't want to overlook, though. You said players that perform in the playoffs are, like, considered some of the best players, right? Jamal Murray has played well in the playoffs. Or are we putting him, no in that conversation as one of the best
2: players, though? No, 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 no. He did it with no fans, and he's streaky. He's, he's just—he's just too streaky. He's just too streaky. He is. Yo, by the way, I mean, like, he—he he, he has all the ability in the world to be one of the considered one of the best point guards in the NBA, one of the best players in the NBA. He is that good. Like when he's on, it is—it is really something special. But he is too inconsistent, and that's Denver's problem. Denver's going to do the same song and dance every year until they finally blow it all up teams are reluctant to blow things up i mean i know i'm going to go on a tangent here but the blazers are the perfect example the blazers should have been blown that thing up cj has to be traded he's their most tradable asset you're going to get you can get a, a good three for him they need a wing player that can get his own they need brandon ingram or something like that i'm not the biggest brandon ingram fan um not I don't think he's good but because i think he's just I, I don't like the way he plays i don't think he's playing basketball the right way even there even in new orleans are you about to say um, overrated. That's a hot. T- I, he's, he, he, he is overrated. He is. Is that I don't know if that's a hot take for people, but he is. Um, I, I think he's a volume shooter. I don't. I don't like the fact that he takes. He doesn't take enough threes for me. Like he is. It's he takes too many like low value shots. He's taking a lot of mid range shots and nothing. I'm undervaluing the mid range game. But if you shoot that much, you're gonna want to mix in more threes, yo. He takes a lot of shots. Um, and he also a lot. A lot he passes up, like, open three-point shooters in the corners like Lonzo, who's been killing it all year. He's just not hitting those corner guys, and he's, he's just taking the shot instead. His first inning is to score. He doesn't create for anybody else, and that's why I don't really like him like that. Um, That being said, a guy like him would be good for a team like the Blazers. They need a, they need a three that's talented. A Jalen Brown would be good for the Blazers. Like, he'd be perfect for the Blazers. Um, But, yeah, um, Back to my originals. I got on a ty- I got on a there. Where were we at? Uh Jamal Murray, right? Yeah. But oh, speaking
0: yeah. of, so you mentioned Jamal Murray. No fans. I want to get your opinion on his two, Miles. No fans. He played well. Are we looking that way across the board for players that played well in the playoffs last year? A Tyler Hero, a Luca Doncic. Do we look at it differently because it wasn't a typical playoffs?
1: Um, I mean, you can, you can, but I feel like it's been a tough season this year, especially with the, the world we live in now where COVID is alive and well, because guys are getting it. They're having to sit out multiple weeks because of it. I mean, Tyler Hero missed time because of it. I mean, Jimmy Butler missed time because of it. So, there's a lot of uncertainty game in and game out, like who's gonna be available, who's not. So, it's kind of tough to have the same consistency. But also, comparing this to the bubble, I mean, like Greg was saying, there was no fans in there, so not as much pressure on some of these guys. So, you saw guys like Tyler Hero, Jamal Murray. I don't want to say Donovan Mitchell, but he also was going crazy in the bubble. But they're not really doing that right now. I remember people were saying, Hero's better than RJ. And I don't I don't hear that much anymore. Like, oh, like, heroes better than RJ. Relax. Uh, that, that's, that's not a thing
2: anymore. We're not talking about that. It's very much a thing. We put up a poll. <laughs> RJ got blown away. <laughs> he got blown away. Yo, RJ, RJ. <laughs>
1: Those people are Jack Jack Harlow fans. Shout out to Jack making the Tyler Hero song perfect. That's segue. Ass. <laughs> Perfect segue, but RJ doesn't have a song made about him. That's why people love him.
2: That's why people love Tyler Hero. They love Tyler Hero because he dropped forty in the playoffs. He's a bucket. He's a bucket. Yo, RJ, RJ. Can't RJ? It's not what. Tyler Hero is a better player because Tyler Heroes have to play winning basketball for a longer period of time, and like he we went over this, like he's surrounded <laughs> by more talent. He he gets easier
1: shots. He's it's it's a lot easier for him. Oh, to it go Tyler, on like that.
2: I'm not sure, yo. Look, who's better taking a wide open three, Tyler Hero or RJ Barrett? Obviously, Tyler Hero's been a better shooter since birth. So, how, so and if, Kentucky a better shooter. Would the, would the Heat be as good as they are if you replaced RJ Barrett with Tyler Hero?
1: Well, him and Jimmy kind of would be clashing right there. Wow. Like Tyler Heroes, he's good at spot up shooting. That's his thing.
2: Is, is it? Is spot? No, no, It's off the dribble too. He's a oh, he's a scorer. Okay. He's a scorer. He's off the dribble, and we got film, bro. He, he's a scorer. All right, Barrett don't got. Barrett don't have that bag, bro. Offensively, now defense, are they got it? You see what I'm saying, but uh, as overall offensive bag is Tyler Hero uh, far and away, far and away, it's Tyler Hero. We'll see. I mean,
1: high right now, he averaging like 24 game the last week that we've been playing since the RJ. RJ. So I don't know what Tyler Hero's numbers are, but I ain't seen one post that has nothing to do with Jack Harlow in a while. So Tyler Hero, step your game up. I need to see. You're by the my, way,
0: you're my boy from Kentucky, but step your game up. By the way, Greg, just to throw it out there, uh, because I know probably we post a clip, somebody'll comment this. BI is averaging six attempts from the three point, by the way. Yeah. He's take you said you, you he needs to take more, he's averaging six point three attempts. You no, know
2: my problem with him, and ultimately, though, like well, I'm I'm speaking off, I'm speaking out of hand. I don't have his stats in front of me, but. Even you take you take more threes, that's great. I'm sure someone had to talk with him about that, because I know initially with, to start his career he wasn't doing that. You don't make anybody better. Brandon Ingram doesn't make anybody better. When you watch them play, he makes no one better. No one. The person who makes it all work is Lonzo Ball, and they're thinking about trading him. I hope they do. To be quite frank, um, New York, we need we need a point guard desperately right now. I've a point guard for the last forty years and I haven't had one. <laughs>
0: Transitioning. Capital facts. AJ Green will resurrect his career with the Cardinals. Capital
1: facts. Facts. I think – I mean, I think it's an overstatement that he needs to resurrect his career because I think that he was just mailing it in last year so he doesn't get hurt so he could sign somewhere. I don't think he really wanted to be in Cincinnati. I know Chris might pop up on the, the screen. But like, I don't agree, but – this is like, it was a thing. He didn't want to re-sign with them. I'm sure they tried, and he's probably their best receiver of all time, but he didn't want to be there
0: anymore. Whoa, 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 whoa. A.J. Green is their best receiver oh, as. Phone, phone. I forgot about you, Chad. If you come uh, on, I'll show you love. I'll show you love. But second
1: best. Second best receiver of all time. I forgot about Chad. I forgot about Chad. But I think this is a good fit for him. He'll He'll definitely get a lot of open looks now because they're going to be keen on D hop. He's going to be on an Island against their second best corner. So second corner against AJ green. I, I still think he's got something left in the tank. Yeah. He's not, he hasn't lost it yet. He's not, he's not done yet. So basically he a Blake
0: Griffin of the NFL.
2: Essentially. Yeah. Essentially. I think that's a really good comparison. He, he'll, he'll play better this year. The offense is wide open. It's spaced out. Kingsbury is really good at getting guys the ball, and and they're going to throw the ball fifty times a game. So just off their pure numbers, um, they're going to put up a lot of points. Do I think they're going to win? Uh, get out of the NFC? No. Um, but <laughs> they, they don't stop the run, yo. Know, football is a really basic sport, bro. If you can't stop the run and you can't run the ball, you're not going to win games.
1: That's just the- JJ Watt though. They got JJ Watt now though. That's a
2: big, it's a big piece. Is JJ going to stay healthy all? For, for 15 games. Is he going to give you 15 games of production? Is that a guarantee? Well, he's got his powers back. He finally
1: got out of Houston. He, if you've seen anybody that leaves Houston...
2: He's not even your typical stop, uh, stop a run stuffer. He's, a, he's more of an edge guy. I mean, J.J. can stop. He can do both. He's great. But he also isn't... This isn't, is this not isn't 2015. If, if they signed AJ, AJ Green and J.J. Watt in 2015, then we're not talking about anything. They're going to the Super Bowl. Let, let's do this. It's not the case. So... Um, they're talented. They're a lot of fun. They're the sexiest team in the NFL. I, I really think that. Um, but I don't think that they're they're gonna make any actual noise in the playoffs. They, they might win a game. They might. They're all flash, no substance. You no, know, you, you know what I mean. They're all flash, no substance. Like teams, I, I I'm telling you, like you gotta be able to stop the run and and run the ball. That's those are teams that win big in the playoffs. That's what Tampa Bay does. Tampa Bay stop the run. They rushed the passer, and they ran the ball. That was it. Everybody talking about Tom Brady. That's what happened. Okay, that's what happened. That's why they won the Super Bowl. Uh,
0: I mean, you you look at another instance. Ben Roethlisberger was averaging 35, 40 attempts last year. It just don't work out if you don't got no run game.
2: It doesn't work, man. The proof's in the pudding. You know what I'm saying?
0: You got to be able to have a run game at least at some point. When you got to run that clock down, you can't be <laughs> throwing the ball two minute one and you up by a touchdown. You need to be able to run the ball. And if you can't, there's no point. Second one, Capra facts. The Chiefs, with them signing Kyle Long and Joe Thune, they will have a top five offensive line next season. Capra facts. Okay.
1: I mean, Kyle Long hasn't played in a couple of years, so we got to see. How long it takes him to get readjusted to the NFL. I mean, Joe Thuny's good, but they also just let go of two very good offensive linemen and who Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher. So it it depends. They still have the draft, just like the Cardinals. They still have the draft to fix all their needs and plug some holes, but I don't I don't see a top five offensive line on this team. I still
2: I don't see it. I started thinking about who the top five offensive lines of football are. I just started thinking, I started thinking about, like, yo, who is the, who are the top five offensive, I mean, um, Cowboys. the Packers, the Cowboys are are not the same. Right? I mean, they were hurt. They were banged up last year. No. Well, then fine. You want to throw them in there, you can throw them in there. Cowboys, Packers, um, who else are we throwing in there? Who else is it? Oh, San Fran. San Fran probably, I think, but they probably have the best one. Um, mm-hmm. Who else, are we, who else are we missing here? Uh, the Titans have a very good offensive line. Uh, and the Browns. So, no. The Browns have a better offensive line. So, yeah, no. I just did process elimination in real time. No. The Chiefs don't. The Chiefs don't. Okay, they're bringing back Kyle Long. Kyle Long hasn't played football in a couple of years, right? I think he's took like about a year he, hiatus. Yeah, year
0: hiatus. He unretired and signed with the Chiefs. They used that for personal reasons.
2: That bag ran out quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they don't have a top five, five offensive line. Lucky for them, they don't need that. Lucky for them, they don't need that. They need a depth. I don't know what their depth the real question is their depth. I mean, I, I as you guys can see the reason why they lost Super Bowl is because of their depth on the offensive line. They lack their lack of it. So do they have guys that can step in there and, and help? Do they have a Swiss Army knife offensive lineman that can play swing tackle? No. Then you're in the same boat. If one of those guys get hurt, you're done. Pat Mahomes is throwing balls parallel to the ground again, and that's that's the way it's gonna work. So let's let's see what happens. But if those guys stay healthy, then that team can beat anybody in the NFL any any given Sunday, and hopefully it will.
0: Last Capra facts: Marvin Bagley, who just got injured again and will more than likely be out for the rest of the season, has underperformed as a number two overall pick. Capper facts: Facts, he's a bust. I hate Marvin
1: Bagley. I thought he was going to be good coming out of Duke, but it makes it worse that they passed on Luca. The Suns passing on Luca makes it worse because him and D Book would have been nuts. But the Kings had a shot because the the Suns didn't take him, and they took Marvin Bagley. Everybody was hyped on the the Duke train and college basketball, and kind of down on the European players, but. I don't, I don't think that's a thing anymore. People are a little higher on the, the European players, especially after seeing what Lucas has come and done in the league at such a young age. But this is about Marvin Bagley. Haven't seen much from him. He started off decent to start his career and then just keeps getting injured. And everybody knows your best ability is your availability, and he hasn't been available lately. So... I don't know, I don't have any confidence for them to give him an extension, which he's more of a trade candidate at this point for them than someone that's part of their long-term future because they gave De'Aaron Fox the bag. So they're building around him. So they got to see what they can get. This is almost, this reminds me of that Mitchell Trubisky where they they might be regretting that that pick where they passed on that as superstar.
0: Speaking of, before you go, Greg, something that you mentioned, he was from Duke. I've been saying it Duke players do not really produce good NBA players. They really don't. I'm going to just throw that out there. What, Zion? We just talked about B.I. and how the stuff is things we don't really like in his game. J.J. Reddick. But I mean, <sighs> Duke don't produce really good NBA players.
2: Yeah, the majority of them haven't been that great, they've been underwhelming. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um and I was gonna say just because Miles hit nail on the head that's I mean he, he really has been underwhelming. He's also in a terrible situation, but I mean you're in a situation where you can still get the ball and score. I, I it's a guard oriented offense. It's not it's not really created for him. I wonder if it's a fit thing because he is talented. Yeah, he is, and I think that maybe if he gets a chance to re rebrand himself somewhere else, he'd be better, but the NBA is humbling. You know. you, just because you're the number two overall pick, top five overall pick, it doesn't guarantee anything. And it, we've seen a lot more busts in the top five than we have seen guys that become superstars. And people forget that. And so it's easy to get all hyped up about these guys coming in and you just forget about the hit rate on superstar players, these, these players that become superstars. It's very, it's very slim, very elite, very elite group to be in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough, but. Also, I also don't think he's particularly happy in in Sacramento. The thing is, he's earned no stripes in the NBA, so he kind of no one really cares how happy he is at this point. It's about producing and then getting the bag, and then you can be unhappy and, and, and start starts to force you out of places. Um, so you know we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens there, but it, it is tough to watch because I, I did like him out of Duke. I didn't like him as much as the other guys in that draft, but I liked him. I think where, he, where I thought he could be a, a really good NBA player, like a, like a twenty guy, twenty point per game guy. Maybe I think it's still there under the surface, but he's not necessarily in the right place for that to happen. That's with the addition of Therese Hillburton too, it, you know, it's a guard oriented offense. It's not, it's not made for big surprise. So
0: yeah. Speaking of the Aaron Fox at the game winner tonight. And of course, before, you know, it airs and whatnot, people see it and, you know, they hit us up in the DM and go crazy. Of course, I'd be remiss if I don't mention Duke players. You mentioned Kyrie, who was there for like two weeks. He played like six games. And Jason Tatum.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Outside of them and Zion. Grant Hill. Grant Hill, who his career got messed up because of injury. um, Who could have honestly been definitely in a conversation of top 20, top 25 players of all time. I think top 15 if he was healthy. They were groomed. He was being groomed as the next Jordan, honestly.
1: If you look at when he was coming up, Jordan was kind of on his way out. This young guy, Grant Hill. That's another conversation. I don't want to get...
0: <laughs> uh, no, nah, you good. When we had Wayne on, Wayne say he watches a lot of Grant Hill tape and a lot of people don't know and realize Grant Hill was really supposed to be the next next guy after Jordan, but transitioning. Top five backcourts. We're going to rank our top five backcourts. I'll start it off. Y'all could give me y'all comments. Y'all agree or whatnot. Disagree and I could go into detail if need be. But everybody's going to give me a top five backcourts. My number one backcourt, which I think we will all agree on across the board. I'm going with Harton and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. I'm going with CP3 and D-Book as my number two. Mm-hmm. Number three, I'm going with Dame and cj number four i'm going with lamello and scary terry mm. and number five i'm going with russ and bradley bill who's y'all top five he threw that he threw that curveball in there just to get us amped up for this
2: LaMelo and yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I'm hey, you gotta put you can't you gotta put them in the conversations They are 20-18, fifth in the East. LaMelo, 20-19. crashed right now. LaMelo, top 10-point guard. You got a top 10-point guard, a part of your backcourt. I'm putting them up there, and they in the playoffs right now. I got to put them up there. They're better than the Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell combo? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm taking them over Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, Yes. Out of those four, Donald Mitchell is the best player out of those four. But, nah, I'm not.
2: I love my kind of game, man. I, I mean, that's a good question, Miles. A good question. This is hard. This is hard.
0: That's why I asked you, I was like, are we going to do top ten? Because I feel it would have been easier. I wanted to give my love to Mellow and Scary Terry top for how 10. they been balling.
2: Top five is fine. Top five is fine. I I just I, I'm as I'm thinking down the list right now. I was like of these of these backcourts, and I'm <laughs> Miles. You got your you got your five listed already, or no? I got my five my five listed. But you you want to go first? Yeah, get, get your five listed. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna I want to hear you say something. I'm I, I want to I'm gonna disagree with. <laughs> I mean my the first two that
1: that Tone said basically the same. Like I got Kyrie and Harden. And I don't think that's much of a debate. Chris Paul, D. Book. Um, R.J.
0: Barrett and Alfred Payton?
1: Hell no. <laughs> Only because Alfred Payton ain't holding his end of the bargain. But um, third, I had Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. Like, you got to reward wins. Like, they're the best team in the league right now. And a lot of teams didn't have – I mean, a lot of teams, A lot of people didn't have – the jazz in this position and shout out to Conley and Donovan Mitchell for stepping up and bringing them to where they are because last year, Mike Conley, I think they benched him down the stretch because he wasn't playing up to what they thought they were getting from Memphis. And then he came back this year and kind of had, he's had a rejuvenating year. So I got him, and Donovan as the third backcourt. I mean, fourth, I got Dame and CJ. They're always going to be in the top five as long as they're together. Just because Dame is unreal. he's He's got to be in the combo easily for the best point guard in NBA. Might even be, but that's another combo too. Um, and then my fifth, I got Westbrook and Bradley Beal. I don't think that one's that difficult. They've taking a little while to mesh, but now that they have both been healthy, because at the beginning Westbrook wasn't healthy and things were looking a little shaky, trade was looking a little shaky, but since he took that month off to, to heal up, they've looked good. I mean, they're not threatening anybody in the East, but since he's been, he, since he came back healthy, this team has played much better. Gotten right back into the playoff hunt, they're within the top ten seeds in the Eastern Conference, and it has much to do with Westbrook and Bradley Beal. I don't think they'd be in this position if John Wall was there, but I think that Westbrook's added a, a different element. He he's helping them learn how to win. Now he's helping. I think them- I-
0: Before you go, Greg. You mentioned the Jazz. I just want to ask this. By the way, they've been struggling since the All Star break. They're 5 and 5 in the last 10 games. Just throwing it out there. I don't think they're going to finish as a number one seed, honestly. Do you trust, we mentioned it earlier, playoffs? You trust Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs? This isn't a combo about trust. We're
1: talking about top five backcourts in the league right now. I don't you don't know the fact them. that I did I don't trust them. I don't trust them in the playoffs. But in the regular season, which we didn't get to the playoffs
0: yet. I'm saying, you don't factor that in with your ranking? I'm factoring that in when you mentioned, like, for example, I'm going to have Dane CJ. So you trust Terry to get them to the second round? Yes. Terry has been in the playoffs with the Celtics. He's been proven. And LaMelo is just special, bro. I think that's where, I think that's where, because they have a better team, like you mentioned, Russ and Bradley Bill, they they don't have that much help. If they had more help, I think they would be in a better position ranking wise, like standing and whatnot. Lamello, he will be able to play well in the playoffs because you got Scary Terry, you got Graham coming off the bench now, and you got Hayward there. So yeah, I trust LaMelo more. Hands down. All so faith they, in the ball. Are they gonna be successful in the playoffs? That's that's the question. They, they get be- right <laughs> now they are the, they right now they the fifth seed. So if they end up playing Miami, heck no. I don't,
2: I don't, yeah, success that's, is there. That's, sweet. that's a sweet. All relative success is getting there for the Hornets. That's, that's, that's what they need to do. Just, just get in. And then you surround, you have to surround my Lord with pieces. It's all relative. Uh, um, that's, that's part of the thing. That's what, when you, when you said you're factoring in 12, it's made it even more hard. Um, because Donovan is, is, is a proven playoff performer. I don't think I have any, I don't have any problem saying that. The series against OKC couple of years ago where he was just killing PG and Russ. I guess we're not going to talk about killing PG and Russ, giving, giving them both buckets. Um, <laughs> and then last year in that seven-game series against uh, Denver, even though they lost, I mean, he was amazing. He was amazing. Uh, I know there were no fans, but he did it with fans in the building, too. He's, he's a bucket. He's an incredible, he's an incredible player. He's a guy who shows up when, when it matters. I really believe in him. Mike Conley is underrated. Um, deserves his due. And so for that, I'll, I'll give him a, I'll give them a top five berth this year. This year, it, I, this year I'll give it to him because there's no Clay and so kind of it kind of excuses. Of course. It. Um, I'll go another. I'll go in opposite order. So I, I'd, I'd probably give him the five spot. Um, in my four spot is tough because I, I want it. Lamelo and scary Terry or something different. They, they've been a lot of fun to watch this year. Um, and the only reason why they've been half as good as they are is because those two guys. Those two guys is is why they're there. Um. Just based off that in this year, I'm probably giving them the four spot, um, the three spot, and I and it's, <laughs> it's, it's, this is going to mirror uh, Tone's list. And it, it's tough, but I, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. Um, the third spot, I would give the Dame and CJ. CJ hasn't really been here, um, but I trust them in the playoffs to play well. I, I you know and to get you to the second round and get bounced because that's the that's that team ceiling. Um, and Dame's amazing. Team is amazing, so yeah. Off that, off that strength alone, two spots. CBD and Booker are, are a lot of fun to watch, and they're. I think both guys are. Well, one guy's playoff tested, is going to show up it matters. Both of a really good team. They're going to be a really tough out in the playoffs, and I think they can knock out both teams in the West besides the Lakers. I think anybody else can be, be Can be can get beat in the seven game series by that team. That's how that's how viable has been to them, and they deserve that spot. And the one. Uh, <laughs> You know, you already know the vibes. Nets world, scary hours. Um, it's it's even close. It's not even close. It's actually funny how it's funny how much of a landslide this is. <laughs> Yo, know, it's crazy. But yeah, that, that's the Nets, Kyrie and James are the, the number one spot. But yeah, I, I was thinking hard. Um, you know, about about this because Brad, I thought Brad and um and Russ deserves a mention, but then I thought about it, and I'm like, who would you rather have right now? Russ or LaMelo? That's what that's what it boiled down to me. That's how it boiled down for me. I know people are gonna say they, they would rather have Russ because Russ is a, is a fan favorite now. And the Russ supporters love him and don't wanna let him go. And I get that, but LaMelo was special. Um, I think LaMelo is gonna reach heights that Kevin Russell didn't reach. And I know that Russell's the one, the probably the greatest athletes ever played point guard in NBA history, but he has words in his game. He's wildly inefficient. Um, he's a He, he plays hard. He's the hardest player. He's the hardest player I've ever. He plays the hardest I've ever seen any anyone play, um, especially any superstar I've ever seen. I'll make it more specific. Um, but LaMelo's is just gifted. Lamelo is gifted in a way that, the, in terms of feel for the game, that most guys aren't. Um, and so for off that strength alone, even as a rookie, I'd probably take him right now and take that backcourt right now. And Terry's playing all the time, just playing his best basketball of his career. So, yeah, I think I think Thomas is on the on the money. Um, not to, I didn't purposely disagree with you, Miles. I, I just, as I thought about this, I was like, it, it just, it just made too much sense. But I did give the Jazz a mention. I, that may be the only difference between me and Tom there.
0: Yeah, I just didn't factor in the Jazz because I feel they're going to be kind of reminiscent of those Hawks teams when Mike Woodson was there and Joe Johnson, and they was top seed, and Cleveland was like, shut up not worry about you and I think that's going to be the same thing if Utah finishes with the number one seed I don't think so I don't think finish with the number one seed I'd have money on Phoenix or the Lakers going on a run and getting that number one seed before Utah and I think Utah will fizzle out when it comes to the playoff time Donovan Mitchell I think is the only one really that's a proven playoff problem on there of course Mike Conley had his time in Memphis where he played in the playoffs and played well but I feel they're lacking. They they're good collectively, but I feel they're lacking.
2: They're I don't good. trust
0: Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, he's gonna play his roles playing defense, but
2: I trust Clarkson.
0: I was just about to mention that he doesn't have
2: the best playoff experience. No, no. when it when it gets tight, and like we, we just talked about this, when in the playoffs, guys take your take away the thing you do best. They're gonna take away the whatever Clarkson's going to. I don't watch him closely enough to be able to tell you, but whatever move he likes to go to the folks, they're gonna take it away, and it's gonna get really hard for him to score points in the playoff series. They're gonna, they're gonna make it really difficult. They're gonna hone in on that because he's a, he's a guy that's been killing teams. It's been it's been Clarkson that makes this engine go because off the bench he's just giving he's just lighting teams up. Um, much harder to do that in the playoffs. You don't, oh. do Have the same problem every year. Terry Terrence Ross comes in and it's just not the same. And that's the, that's
0: the thing with him, too. When it comes to the playoffs, Tom, when it comes to scoring like that, the best thing for teams is for you to be efficient. And I don't see that happen. I don't see him being efficient. And he's not – it's not like Donovan Mitchell. It's not like a LeBron and Anthony Davis where you're going to get – no matter what, you're getting 30, 40 shots. Is Jordan Carson still going to give you that 15 to 20 points on only 12 shots? Is he going to do that? I don't think so. I trust Phoenix more. I even trust the Clippers more than the Utah Jazz. I think the Clippers are really just waiting to the playoffs. They just not really focused. That's not good to just wait to the playoffs. They're not going I'm not saying it's good, but I trust Kawhi, Paul George, Pat Bev more than I trust that Utah Jazz team
2: don't scare me in the slightest. No, I'm a Lakers fan looking at them. They don't scare me in the slightest. I'm
0: a Lakers fan. Nobody scares me in the slightest. But I'm just saying specifically regarding Utah.
2: Okay. Regarding Utah. Look. The Nets have to be on your mind. The Nets have to be on your mind, bro. It's no way. The Nets are in my mind. As in I'm in New
0: Jersey, the Nets are in California right now in my mind. That's where they are. Because y'all still don't have an answer for Anthony Davis. And God forbid, for y'all's sake, if they get Andre Drummond, God forbid, for y'all's sake, it's over. Don't even worry about it. Y'all could come to L.A., hang out there. By that time, it'll probably be open. So y'all could, you know, enjoy the beaches and stuff like that. But y'all not winning the
2: ship. So
0: that's that in regard.
2: You don't go over there and start shooting threes. That's what he's in practice. <laughs> and then you're going to be pissed.
0: <laughs> I got no problem with Andre Drummond pulling a couple threes. We let last year Javel and Dwight get some threes off. So come to L.A. Come to Death Row Records. You'll be able to shoot threes. Over in Brooklyn, they are not going to let you shoot. All right? They're going to make you a live person. So come to L.A. But one other point guard that we mentioned that we're going to talk about on the next show. Lonzo Ball is up for a contract extension. Do the Pelicans sign him? And if they do, or if they don't, how much money a year should Lonzo get? I'm of the belief he's anywhere between an $18 million to $20 million a year point guard. Yeah. That's where I'm of the belief of. But we'll talk about it on the next show. Bench mob, I know the vibes. You stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. We out. Peace. Peace.